Good morning. Um, who is here for the first time this year? Hands up quickly. Oh, welcome. It's great to see you. Uh, we started last week already. But you are also welcome. This is our big start. We call it the soft start, the seventh. And the 14 is our big bash. Can you believe it's 2024? I mean, um, if you look back, we have the year there, but it's all confused. It looks like it's 4202, but it's not. It's 2024. This is your year. This is the year that God proclaims to be the year that we will worship Him in. This is the year that God proclaims that you and I will get to know Him better. Amen. There's this verse in the New Testament. He says, uh, uh, we will worship Him. We will praise God higher and higher and higher. And we will make ourselves lower, lower and lower. And so we are starting off this year with a new sermon series. Um, it's on the board there. You can see it. It's set apart. Um, and so at least we have some visuals. Um, this morning, the theme is God is Holy. Uh, and this is our five-week series uh, about this, uh, God asking us to set ourselves apart for Him. And we're going to start that um, uh, this morning. And so then, before I read the text, I want to prelude it quickly. Um, just a side note. Uh, this is a family church. I mean, okay, good. Um, let the children come to me. I don't know. Um, but there is also a family hall just on the side there. You are welcome to take them. Uh, you do not offend me. If you are offended about our kids, I'm so sorry. Our kids' church only starts next week. Bring them then again. Uh, but I want you to understand that when we have this opportunity to worship God together with kids or without, this is a privilege. Electricity is a privilege. A roof over our heads is a privilege. Seats or chairs are a privilege. We can do this under a tree, and I won't even mind. Amen? So families, you are so welcome in this place. So I'm preluding uh, the text for us this morning. Uh, the text reads out of Psalm 96, um, but we find uh, the hymn of the praise uh, that this, um, uh, this writer is writing about the kingship of who God is. Uh, the Lord is king over all creation, he says. Uh, he says God, um, he says the, uh, the psalm uh, calls the redeemed people of God together, but not only the redeemed people of God. The psalmist goes further when we We'll read just now, but he invites everyone to worship with him. People of God and non-people of God. See, a song sometimes invites us to something bigger than ourselves. I don't know if you've ever walked on a beach or in a mall or um, you're, you have a weird uh, person in your family like me, uh, and sometimes we just burst out in song. Never done that before? Never happened to you? Oh, it's there. Thank you, Emil. I'm not alone. But ultimately, something happens when there's a song that we all know, um, uh, and I'm going to try it out this morning, okay? Um, Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. Okay, so I don't give love a bad name. I'm just saying that such song brings us together. It unifies us. There's something that happens when I sing um, a song, and then there's, uh, there's these dancing songs that if the rhythm just happens, oh, my boy is blushing. I'm so sorry, Sebastian. <laughs> Understandably, normally the youth are already out when I go into my preaching. And so um, the university of this psalm looks back, at the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12, where God, in the call of Abraham and the redemption story of saving Israel out of Egypt, um, this Abrahamic covenant fulfilled in Jesus, uh, when all the nations were blessing him, they did not even know who they were worshiping yet. But they knew he was coming. And so these are Israelites, non-Israelites, believers of God in that time, and non-believers were welcome. Psalms is an amazing book that you can read. There are a lot of chapters. What is the shortest chapter in Psalm? Anyone? I don't know. It's a trick question. I'm asking you. I don't know if you know. 118. What is the longest Psalm? 119. How many verses in 119? 
I don't know. Okay, let's move on. Um, uh, so, so the introduction for us in the in this Psalms in 96, you can read with me. Uh, it goes like this: um, Psalm 96, one to nine. He says, "Oh, sing to the Lord a new song." Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Tell of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Does that sound familiar? There's a lot of songs that we we have this verse in. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. That's a mouthful. Now we're going to put um, lyrics to a melody. We're going to create our own melody this morning. Again, I'm kidding. I'm just moving on. This wasn't funny. Okay. And so within this piece of scripture, there are a lot of things that the psalmist is, is helping us to understand. Um, so I think God is holy. Sometimes I think of holiness and I'm wondering, what is it? So while the psalmist is, is giving us information, um, this Marina standing in front of you, sometimes God's holiness uh, might be offensive to some. Sometimes God's holiness accuses someone of something. Might be sin, might be wrong way of thinking. Sometimes just hearing holiness sets us apart from God. Do you know why? Because God and God and we are not. God is God and we are human. God is creator and we are creation. I want to set it up well this morning, but before we go into that um, further, um, uh, I want to say that... um, there's this majesty of holiness moment that, that God is portrayed at. Listen to the words. The majesty of holiness. What on earth are you talking about, Marinus? If I would uh, announce anyone on stage and I would use these words, it'll be weird, amen? Secondly, God's absolute goodness. What does that mean? And so when we speak about holiness, these are the two things. The majesty of holiness and God's absolute goodness will come to pass when we work through this verse in this, bar, in this piece of scripture. And you and I will, will trust God to open up our eyes, but also our hearts to receive what he wants from us. To understand, here's the thing. God does not want us to have information. He wants us. He's inviting us to have relationship with Him. And therefore, this piece of Scripture is really important. And so, um, I brought past, last week I did it as well, but this week I, I have a question. If there is anyone on earth currently um, that's alive that you want to meet one day, um, it could be someone that you're aspiring to, or it could be a sports um, hero or someone else. Is there anyone, if you can think of someone right now that's alive, that you can go, Marinus, I want to, one day I want to meet that person. Anyone? Tom Cruise. Okay, wow. He was in South Africa just last year. You missed him, eh? Or did you meet him? Oh, you look like him a bit, eh, Debs? There you go. Yes. A.B. de Villiers. Oh, yeah, we can organize that. That's not a problem. Yes, anyone? Gary Player. Gary Player is known for golf, but he's also a wise man. He once said uh, he won some other big tournament, and they asked him, uh, so how lucky uh, can you get? He says, uh, says, it's not about luck. The more I practice, the luckier I get. And so he's known for that. Anyone else? You want to meet someone? Yes. Johnny Depp. Anyone? Johnny Depp? There is a guy. Okay. Okay. He might be swirling to the one side or the other. We don't know. I'm just saying. Good one. Anyone else? 
Warren Buffett, I wonder why. It's not because he's buffed, eh? Uh, but Warren is, 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 uh, is rich. He's got a lot of dough, isn't it? Okay. Anyone else? Last one, then I'll move on. Yes. Louis Giglio. Yeah, we met him yeah, in, in Atlanta. That was awesome. Um, so Louis Giglio for, for Rudolf. I'll give him a shout, Rudolf. Maybe he remembers me. I don't know. That was 10 years back. So, uh, so I'm going to show you quickly um, who I want to um, meet one day. Um, uh, it's going to be up there. Um, uh, there we go. Yeah. So the first one is Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a um, is an actor in Hollywood, but he came to um, he, he he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and his life changed. I want to meet that guy. I, I like his movies. There's some funny ones. There's some some of them you don't you shouldn't watch at all. Uh, and so. But I do want to meet him one day. I want to have a conversation about his conversion. So that's the one. The second one is really self-explanatory. Uh, I want to meet Rassi one day. Anyone knows Rassi? I don't know. Uh, Rassi, I speak Afrikaans. We can meet up. Okay, good. And then there's another one, uh, Virat Kohli. Uh, he's in South Africa now. He was. I don't know if he's still here. Uh, but also, uh, I have a friend that can maybe introduce me there. And so those are the guys that I sometimes esteem to. But here's the funny thing. Uh, I look at them, and it's all things that, com- that has talent comp- um, um, uh, attached to them. They've got, they've got a certain talent that made their name great. And there are some, some of them who are already dead, and I want to go there quickly. So the first one is um, um, Robin Williams. Robin, Robin Williams uh, are some of the reasons I do stupid things today. Um, he is so funny. I love the man. Um, he died, unfortunately, uh, a, a, couple, I think a couple of years back. And then uh, Mother Teresa on the left there. Um, um, and then, so I'm thinking if I can have one conversation with that woman on the love that she has received from, from Jesus to give to, um, to, to orphans and to the church and, and the workshop that she's done. I'll spend hours with her, I think. Um, I'll ask one question and I'll let her speak. Maybe we're just going to sit in silence. I don't know. Um, but then the middle one, uh, I've got a question for Adam and Eve that I... Uh, it's like a moment where I want to go, Papa, uh, what did you think there? Uh, and so those, I also want to meet them uh, one day. And so... Um, when I look at that, I want to run us through the opportunity that you and I have. See, we might never meet our heroes. Someone told me once, please don't meet your hero. Sometimes it's disappointing to meet them because we build them up in such a way. We see them on TV. I had this neighbor when growing up. Do you know, remember, uh, the, uh, like the sands in the hourglass, uh, so are the days of our lives. You remember that? There was a woman uh, that lived right next to us, a neighbor. She was in love with one of the actors on that show. She would talk to my mother about him as if he was real. It's crazy. Not cool. So we build up these people, we make something of them because they're making something of themselves, which is impressive. We follow them, that's great, that's awesome. But then it's all around what they can do, and not necessarily who they are. I have met some of the people that I do um, look up to, and for some I was really impressed, and for others I was really disappointed. Do you know why? Because talent and character are sometimes far away from each other. There's a massive chasm between those two. Sometimes the guys with a lot of talent don't have the character necessarily to impress you the way that you think that you should be impressed by. And so... When we go through the scripture, verse by verse, I want to show you something. Uh, we can go there. Firstly, um, there's about four things that I think that, that's important about this scripture. And the first one is that he is glorious. When we read it through it, he says, Declare his glory among the nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. What does that mean, anyone? What is the glory that he is esteeming to? What is the glory that you and I need to give him then? So if you don't have money, I won't be able to give it. Amen. If I don't have it. But if I need to give God glory, what is it? And if my pocket is empty this morning and we have to be honest with each other, someone can describe glory to me. What is it? What is it that God is wanting to be glorified with? Anyone? 
Say again. Anyone. His grace. Praise with praise. Amen. So why, what do we praise Him with? Not only the things that God has done for us, but the person who God is. See, I can esteem someone that I look up to on earth that's human, that's, that's a, creator, a created, a creation. I can look up to them and I can esteem them for their talent side of what they, what they can do for me or what they can do. But I can't necessarily go in and giving them glory in who they are. See, talent might give glory on this side, but it's only, um, it's only temporal. It's, it's, it's not going to last. It's temporary. See, what God is after here is not only the glory of what He has done for us, which we can give Him, but the glory and understanding comes when we get to know Him personally. See, that's where glory comes in. And when He says, to the Lord, the glory due His name, meaning that there's an expectancy in creation that God will receive glory. The question is, will you give it to Him? Or someone else get in front of you? Give it first. Understand it. Worship Him. Praise Him with, for the, with the glory that God is, needs to be glorified with. And so secondly, He's great. So, He's glorious. Secondly, He's great. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all God, gods. The understanding that he is bigger. Some you once said it just now. My my dad's bigger than yours. Moment. Ultimately, there are numerous times in the Old Testament. Uh, if you read First um, Samuel, uh, there's this moment with a prophet where he's praying um, that it that it won't rain. And then there's a there's a there's a big fathom, uh, or uh, sorry, there's, a, there's 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 hunger in the in the country. And then the, the the prophets of Baal comes towards the prophet of God, saying that if you if your God's the real God, let him let him bring fire out of heaven. And he did. He proves himself. And in that moment, he not only uh, eats up the offering of what the prophet of God brought forward, he ate up and killed all the other Baal, Baal prophets. When we mess with our God, I'm so sorry for you. I want you to understand that our God is not only glorious, he is big. There's no other God or person that, uh, that children sing to. He's got the whole world in his hands. Anyone? Do, do you have the whole world in your hand? Does anyone, can anyone say they have the world? Not even Warren Buffett. No offense, Warren. Our God is so big, he holds the whole creation that he created in the palm of his hand, you and I included. That's how great and big our God is. And so, number three, he is creator. The bigness of God gives us the opportunity to worship Him with what, the things that He has actually done for you and me. What has He done? Oh, He's created the world. Flat earth or round, I don't care. And so we read, For all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Who can say that? Who, any, any creator or any other God can say they created the heavens and the earth. Anyone? It's ours. This sets our God apart from any other. Amen? I hope so. This must hopefully bring the glory that we are after, not for ourselves, but for Him, to give it to Him, that He will receive our package, our gift, our honor of glory towards him and go, I receive your glory. There were two sons uh, in, 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 in the beginning of, uh, of Genesis. Uh, one bro both brought an offering. One brought a, a meat offering and the other one, vegetables. Should tell you something. And so within those offering, offerings, God rejects the one but receives the other, Amen. Why? Because for the one, there was selfishness connected. But for the other one, the glory was God's. Do you see? So sometimes glory lies on the floor for us to pick up and we can decide who it goes to. 
You and me can pick it up from the floor and we can give it to one another. We can honor one another, but not give glory. We can say, hey, you've done so well. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. I honor you, but I'm not going to give you glory. And so glory, the word glory is connected to sport events uh, or the Olympics. The glory is the winners, amen? No, no, the glory is God's. Do not keep back the glory for anyone else or yourself. Please give it to him, amen? He's the one that glory goes to. And so he's creator and he's majestic. Um, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Uh, I met a guy who has seen Jesus face to face. Jesus appeared to him face to face. And the first thing that he told me, he says, Marines, um, while I was walking with him, I could not uh, believe how beautiful he is. And so the majesty of God when the, we have given the glory, we have made his name great, um, we have worshipped him as our creator, we will see the beauty, not only in his creation, but who God is in his person. See, there's no one that is married today that got married and thought, Ooh, I'm marrying an ugly one. Oh, I love him, love one. He's not pretty. Anyone? Anyone thought like that when you fell in love? No, falling in love is exactly that. You don't look at the outside. And then later you go, oh, I think I made a mistake. See, what the glory of God does, the creator, he allows us to see how beautiful he is. Why? Because it's all about his holiness. It's all about his purity. It's all about him being set apart. Do you know that God is not human? Do you know that God is more powerful, bigger, but more beautiful and splendor in majesty than any other thing that we've ever seen in our lives? Can I tell you that people have seen angels before and they fell in love with those angels? Do you think that if creation is that beautiful, how much more our God, creator, our God, majestic, our God, glorious. And so our God's not only all those things, but, but when we have a personal relationship with him, when we believe the scriptures and apply it to our lives, God becomes beautiful to us. His majesty impresses us in such a moment that we fall with our faces to the floor. So yeah, there are a couple of things, four or five things that I, that I took out of, of that scripture which, which jumped at me while I was reading it over and over and over. I was meditating over it. And, and the first thing was, was to sing. Psalm 96.2 says, Oh, sing to the Lord. A new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless His name. So there's, I don't care if you can sing. I think God wants us to Proclaim his majesty, his gloriousness, his, 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 his ultimate godness with our words and our mouths. That's why we sing to him. Uh, he doesn't care. I heard someone say once, a worshiper that I knew well, he said, um, God doesn't listen uh, with his vocal ear if you're on pitch and then receives your worship. He listens to your spirit. He listens to the heart and the motive of that worship, and then he receives it. And so the second one is declaring. There's a lot of declaring in this scripture. Tell of his salvation from the day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous work amongst his people. What is declaring? Anyone? What does it mean to declare? Yes. If you have? If you have enough runs in cricket, you declare. Okay? To say that it's so. Not only is God asking us to sing, the psalmist is not asking us to worship God in declaration of song. He's also saying, preach it. He's saying, reveal it through scripture. 
Your own opinion? No, the Word of God. Not even the psalmist gives his own perspective. He gives, might be giving his own perspective, but he does not even give his own opinion. He is just saying who God is and why he's worthy to be praised and honored and glorified. And so we declare it with our mouths. We preach it, okay? And so... In that declaration, uh, I, I got to this verse, which is so amazing to see, and we just went through the whole uh, list of people that you and I esteem to, uh, that's on earth with the talents, that he says, um, Jeremiah 10, 5, he says, like a scarecrow, I did not think that this was in the Bible, like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak, they must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. Do you know what the psalmist is saying there? Any other idol that you and I look up to, esteem to, want to meet one day is worthless. They need to be carried. They cannot speak. Not any other God is alive. What God is saying to us, he's the only one that's alive. It's the only one that can walk. He's the only one that can talk. He's the only one that can have relationship. He's the only one that can build into us, take from, bless us with. He's the only one that will be able to receive the glory that we pick up and give away. He's the only one. That's what he's saying. He's saying, it's me. Don't wonder about it. Do you know how many hours, months, and years people spend trying to prove Aliens exist. Do you know how many hours, days, and effort people spend to prove the earth is flat or round? I don't, I don't care either way. God created it. And so I'm thinking, if people have that much energy and time to spend on those things. If people have money to go overseas and, and look at people, there was one dream that I had. I wanted to go and have, I wanted to watch U2 live. That was one of my dreams. Now they're too old. It's too expensive to go. I think I missed my opportunity. Um, one day they were here in South Africa and me and Catherine looked at our rent money and went, are we going to pay our rent this month or are we going to watch YouTube? And so we didn't watch YouTube and we paid our rent. I wish we hadn't. Um, we didn't have kids. Um, and so in the, in the declaring part, God asks us not only to, to see him, to read about him, to believe in him, not only to sing over him and for him and in front of others. If you're wondering why we worship God at a church like this in the mornings, is the glory is his and his people is going to give it to him. That's why we worship God with music. We're singing it, we're proclaiming it. And so that verse is incredible. It says, like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, the idols cannot speak, they cannot walk. Do not fear them. Can I ask you today, is there any... Any other gods, any other leaders, uh, idols that you fear today? Are there any wars today that you're afraid of? Are there any uncertainties of your future that, that you are still holding on to so much that you're not trusting the Lord um, to meet you there? This is your opportunity this morning. We're going to give that opportunity. Number four is the word ascribe. Um, I had to go and Google it. Not for the first time, um, but ascribing uh, literally means belonging to. If I ascribe beauty to my wife, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's an important thing for me to do with my wife. But when I ascribe it to her and you all go, yes, she is pretty, she is beautiful, then I not only ascribe it to her, it is not my opinion, it is truth. 
And so what we are ascribing to the Lord God is truth. We are saying and giving Him praise and honor and glory that comes to Him, His holiness, His glory. And so he says, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. And so this ascribing brings us to a moment where we align ourselves with God. It's not us, him aligning with us. We are ascribing things in character. We're ascribing things in personality traits. We're ascribing things in what he can do for us because we've seen it. We believe it. We read it firsthand. We might have experienced it firsthand. We read about other people's testimonies and we go, our God is great. Amen. Have you ever walked in someone, uh, with, you will tell them something that happened and was good and they will go, oh, glory to God. Amen. Anyone? Why? Because that person believes that everything that happens to us that are good comes out of his goodness and the hand of God that is good. Amen. And so therefore, when we say glory to God, we are giving the honor where honor is due. Because what, when we believe that we are submitted under Christ, in his lordship, under God, under his authority, everything is under that. That when we worship Him, even the good things that we have done, the glory is His. It's not mine. There's this thing where I've seen sport people go, uh, when they've achieved something, uh, they go, I just want to say, all glory to God. I could not do this without Him. Have you seen that before? Sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a facade. Sometimes it's just, it's just, um, it's that wrong side of being humble. And so this morning we give, get this opportunity to read all about God's holiness. Why? Because everything we just said and read in that scripture communicates and teaches us why he is holy and what holiness is. There is no fault to be found with God. There's no shortcomings. Do you know what the thing is what, that distinguishes holiness from us in God? Is we can sin and He cannot. It's not even that He wants to. He doesn't. He can't sin. There can be no darkness found in Him. He is perfect. Are you perfect? Am I perfect? So who's God? You or me? No, not, not either of us. It's Him. There's this moment with Jesus, with a woman at the well. Oh no, sorry, the woman that w uh, was about to get stoned. Do you remember that? And they were ready to throw, and, and Jesus wrote in the sand, names, they say. They don't know, we don't know what he wrote, but I'm sure it was names. And then one by one, rocks were starting to drop, and no one, he says, uh, those without any fault. Throw the first stone. Who was able to throw a stone to that woman? Jesus. He had no fault in him. And so, 96.9 says, Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. You know why we need to fear God? Because he's perfect. He has no sin. We have. We have sin. Yes, Jesus, Jesus is the answer, and we're going to get to that now. But ultimately, is, is, is there's a problem in our thinking if you work with your life in the way that you humanly uh, think is possible and worthy without allowing God's Word or Him in person uh, or in relationship to come and align your life to His. Does that make sense? It's just, it's not wrong, it's stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, I'm just saying that choice would be unwise. What I'm trying to say is that there's this other word, tremble, that I want to highlight this morning, and I only saw it very late in my preparation. I was still working on the tremble part this morning. He says, worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness, tremble before Him all the earth. Now I'm thinking, why should I tremble? Is it a rhythm thing when I'm singing? Am I shaking the, are we going to shake the earth when you do it in unity? No. 
It's it's a fear thing. Do you and I fear God enough? Do you have fearfulness in your heart because He's bigger and you are smaller, that He's creator and you are creation, that He's everything and that we need Him so much that even the words that come out of my mouth should be check. Why? Because the God of the heavens of earth uh, are listening to the, the words that are coming out and that makes us immediately valuable and therefore we need God. Therefore, we need to esteem Him. Therefore, we need to, uh, to tremble before Him. Therefore, we need to um, uh, give Him glory. Therefore, He is worthy to be praised. Do you know that the human heart is not able to receive an applause of praise without that going to one's head? Do you know that? Over time... You will be start, I will start thinking that I am a demigod because people are constantly clapping hands to me, giving me honor, and they, it's like they're praising me. They just stand. Sometimes they st- I do something, they stand up because of the talent that I have, but at home they don't know who I am. And therefore, we need the one and only person that can save you and me from this terrible, terrible thinking. Terrible lifestyle where it's all about us. Everything revolves around your little world, your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents, your whoever. It's just that as long as that is in place, you know, what is God saying about that? Because if he's not your God, something else is. And do you know your family can be an idol? Do you know your work can be an idol? Money can be an idol. It is for some. We measure other people according to their bank statement. Bad or good. Do you know why we, how we measure God with? His character. The fact that he does not lie. The fact that there's no darkness to be found in him. The fact that he has, he's our only, the only one that can save us. And therefore, when you and I share the goodness of God, people will hear it and they have this opportunity, do you know? Either to receive it or reject it. God is calling us to be set apart. God is calling us to that moment where he says, church, he says, in today's world, I'm reading an adapted from Brett McCracken. Um, uh, he wrote the book Uncomfortable. Uh, and he says, In today's world, holy is the most offensive of all four-letter words. I can believe it. Why is holiness so reviled? Because the pursuit of holiness involves the acknowledgement of sin and the necessity of repentance. Two words as unfashionable as the word holy is today. Last week I preached about what? What's the things that I said last week? I said repent and be baptized. Don't only repent, because without baptism, there's no clear indication that you are following Jesus. I said repent and be baptized. You know, that's the only thing that Jesus preached in the whole New Testament when he preached about getting saved. It was never about our hearts. It was never about inviting himself into our lives. Never. What was Jesus' words? It was repent and be baptized. That was the only evangelical um, uh, mission word that he used. He used no one else. Now become part of the family first or play in the band or start serving at church. No. He said repent and Be baptized. Why? Because repentance helps us to understand that He is God and we are not. But baptism helps us to understand He makes Him, communicates to Him that we are in line. That we say yes. Baptism helps Him to understand that we are obedient towards Him. And so this morning, when we read the word holiness, and where the world is currently, um, people, everything is going. There's no stop to our world. Anything goes. Have you seen that before? My question this morning is, where is the holiness? The question I have is, where's our holiness? Where's mine? And so repent and be baptized. I'm sending you home with some work. I want you to 
write down Psalm 96, 1 to 9. You can read the whole chapter if you would like to. Uh, but there's about three questions and then an answer that I want to give. Three questions that I want you to write down. You can um, take a picture if you like. Um, through the scripture and your life, how is God glorified? I want you to answer this to yourself in your time with Jesus this week. How is God glorified in your life? Secondly, how are you transformed or by what? What is currently the thing that impacts your life to the ultimate where decision-making comes and you make decisions for or against them? I want you to answer that. Thirdly, how is through this piece of scripture, how is our mission um, accelerated? What is the, the petrol on the fire for you when it comes to this? Or is there no fire? Is there no mission that can get accelerated? And so I'm not saying God is holy because it's a slogan that I've heard from someone else. I want to teach us this morning that we have to set ourselves apart just like God has set himself apart. He is not creation. He is God. He's perfect. Therefore, God is calling the people that call themselves family of God into being set apart with him. Why? Because he doesn't want us to sin anymore. He wants, doesn't want us to have darkness in, our, in us. And therefore, because of that reason, He gave us Jesus, the method to go and get us back from, from the claws of death, back into alignment with Him, into being set apart. The only reason we can get to Him right now is the blood of Jesus. It's Christ. So our Father, who art in heaven, thought of a plan to save our lives after we've given it away to sin. Helping us to be set apart with Him because there is a setting apart this year that needs to happen with you and me. If you are true to yourself, there are some things that are not yours to be had. There are some people that are not yours to be had. There are some some physical, um, worldly things that you can buy with money, but it's not yours to buy. There are conversations that, that you can think of or have an opinion over, but before checking it with Facebook, can you check it with the Father? Because some, some of those words are not yours to be had. Are we aligned with Him? being set apart, looking different than the world is looking today. That is my question to us. That is my question to me. And you know what the answer is? Is I cannot do it on my own. I am full of mistakes and sin. I think I disappoint the Father over and over and over. Do you know what? There's a veil of Jesus' blood in front of the Father's eyes. When, when I run to Him in repentance, you listen to me now. I know we're a bit over time, but we started late. The moment for us that I'm going to help you with your homework. Don't you like that? Would you like to help? If you read through the scripture, I want you in Psalms to see what God is doing. He's setting us up to be set apart by His Son, Jesus Christ, within relationship to bring us back to that moment where we can have full relationship with the Father. Other people spend their lives on things that doesn't matter at all into eternity. They spend their money on things that's that's really frivolous and trivial. God wants us to be set apart in such a great moment that your thinking will be like His. That your purity will be in line like His. That your holiness will 
will be set apart like His. And we can be holy. He says, be holy like I am holy. God is and uh, He's inviting us to holiness. It's not, not something that's out of our grasp. It's something that you can, I, I can attain. We can wear it. We can invite Him and say, Lord, make me holy. And this is that moment right now. I want us to close our eyes. I want us to ask the Father if there is a repentive prayer in your heart right now to make right with, with the Father through repentance. I want you to break that shackle now. It might be habitual sin. It might be something that's, that stands in between you and God's relationship right now. I want you to see uh, that in Psalms, the psalmist is declaring who God is. And God is faithful. And He is big. And He's creator. But oh, He is good. And He is loving. And He's inviting you to come and make a trade with Him this morning. He wants you to trade your sorrows with Him. He wants you to come and lay your life, life's problems down at His feet. But more than that, He wants you to lay your own life down into His arms saying, Jesus, I cannot do this without you. I now see it is you. I want to be set apart this morning. While we were preaching, God was already aligning some of your hearts with His Word. And while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, God is giving this opportunity for you to meet with Him. See, our God is not just a mess- someone that sends a messenger with a, with a scripture or someone that, that speaks over it. No, no, God, God wants to, to man up to what He says He is. He wants to meet with you right now. If you need God desperately, I, I want you to quickly raise your hand and then you can, you can put it down again just as a sign. Thank you. See those hands. See that hand. There's someone here that's sitting and says, Lord, I need, I need, my, your, repent, I need your forgiveness in repentance. This today, this morning, it's you. I want you to raise your hand and you can put it down again. Thank you. I see those hands. I'm going to ask us to stand this morning while every eye is closed. I want us to, to declare it. You can stand with me. I will sing to the Lord a new song. Everyone say it. I will sing to the Lord a new song. I'll sing it with all the earth. I will tell of His salvation from day to day. I'll declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. For our Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord families of the people ascribe to the Lord glory and strength ascribe to the Lord the glory due to His name worship the Lord in splendor and holiness tremble before Him all the earth Lord you see every hand this morning every heart reached out to you in repentance I pray that you forgive everyone who's repented this morning and everyone that will this week I pray, Father God, that you will they'll wipe away their sin, clean their slate, give them another start, Lord. 
But I pray this time they will be set apart in your holiness for you. They will understand they are the gift of God given to Him. And you will be proud of them. You were proud of them in, in birth. You are proud of them in now. And you'll be proud of them in obedience. I speak over our church and our movement that our church will know God. I speak over our church that they will have a relation, a personal relationship with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. I pray that we will not only be people speaking scriptures, but living it out as well. I feel like God is saying that some of you here are going through really, really terrible times. I'm so sorry. Some of your lives have not changed because the year has moved on. I'm so sorry about that. But can I tell you that Jesus is Lord? God is God of the heavens and the earth. He owns everything. I want you to see how you walk with Him this year in personal relationship where you can cry at His feet saying, Lord, I beg you, have mercy on me. Lord, these are the things that you know that I need. But I will align myself with you in, in, in this regard that I will do everything that you command me. In your Lordship, to your Lordship, I will submit. I pray, Father God, that you will heal people right now standing here that needs healing. I pray, Father God, that everyone that, that there's, there's, you heal mental illness as we speak the Word of God in truth. Father God, I pray, pray that you are our provider. I pray that your provision will come into people's lives. That's not about money, but the God that they serve. I pray, Father God, that people will walk in obedience with your word and they will see the fruit of it. Scripture says, God will not be mocked. What you plant, you will sow. And what you plant, you will reap. What you sow, you will reap. This morning, God is saying this. I know every motive of every human heart. I am the judge over it. Come to me. Do not run away with your sin. Repent and be healed. Let me touch your heart, your life. And this morning, Father God, we come and say, Lord, here we are. We receive that from you in the name of Jesus. Everyone says, Amen. We hope that this year would be a most incredible one to each and every family represented. In this, in this series, we're going to give away a little package of who we are as a family. And we'd love you to receive it and to give it away and share it with others. And I think we might be having it ready by next week already. But I want you to invite someone to next week. I want you to invite your neighbor or someone that you don't know or do know that maybe go through a difficult time or just maybe you've been wondering if I should invite them to church. Please do. Then the other thing is we would love you to go to the back. There is a 2024 photo booth set up. Please do take a picture um, of you and your family or friends. Have some coffee with us. Have some relationship. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. Goodbye.